Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome back to the what? Marketing Money Podcast. Yeah. I'm your friend. The best bank marketing podcast. Of all the bank marketing podcasts. Done by us. That we do and listen to. Yeah. Strangely, I used to actually listen to this afterwards just to see what we said, make sure it sounded quality, good. Yeah. Check I, it out, Bob. I you. haven't listened to one in probably two months, three months. So there's a weird like judgment out there. I get asked all the time because I... Maybe I shouldn't say this, but like, what what podcast do you listen to? And I'm like, that's just not really how I consume information. I keep mine private. They're private. Like your like your COVID vaccine status. If you're playing sports, oh yeah, I, that's a personal. That's a personal. It's personal. Which you it's personal means you don't it means you don't have it. Yeah, personal. It's personal to me. But no, I mean, it's not that I don't. I I watch um like a lot of uh, and and it's, and people like can't really wrap their mind around this when I tell them like I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And <laughs> not, that's how you learn everything. That's how I, learned. I will tell you this, you can learn a heck of a lot of things with YouTube yeah. and it gives our generation and below I would say a past I don't know difference in how we can consume information that our parents just couldn't have. Like if yeah. you were at home and your washing machine breaks, it's like I don't know and I get on there and I put in the type of machine, what's wrong with it, and yeah. I'll get five different explanations. Now, one of them could be way off, yeah. but one of them is usually correct. Yeah, I rebuilt, when I say rebuilt, like bought some parts for a for a, a gas oven, like range, stove, whatever. But how would you have done that in, say, 1985? I wouldn't have. Because I'm just like, I'm intimidated by it. It's going to blow up. And they're like, no, you won't. That's just some Allegedly. I mean, little things like... Um, Stripped out screwdriver screws in a with a screwdriver and putting a piece of rubber band in it. And That's like never just, worked for me. Never. I've gotten it to work a few times. I have to. I, I've got the little extra. You got the wrong rubber bands. <laughs> I'm sure I do. You don't stack enough cash to have the I right don't. rubber bands. But no, I. So weirdly, and I've said this on the podcast. When I listen to this podcast back, I don't remember doing it <laughs> at all. <laughs> just blacked um, out. Yeah, blackout every time. But no, I I read because I like to the pace of it, like I can absorb it better. Yeah. I mean, I love Malcolm Gladwell and, and a lot of his podcasts. I just, it's just tough. It's tough for the time. It's one-to-one. Like you, Revisionist History is a really good pod, podcast. Strangely, I was at a, I was speaking at a bank marketing conference about to go up. Lady in front of me was finishing, did not have my phone out. Phone was in my pocket. And um, <laughs> my, breast pocket of my jacket just starts playing revisionist history and maybe that's when i stopped but like the the data being one-to-one is is tough for me yeah but you know that doesn't i'm sure that takes up away from this podcast i like various podcasts no layups pretty good one if you're a golf fan i think that's probably the most popular golf podcast but it's golf golf is so boring unless you're like way into it though. yeah and i'm way into it but i mean so niche if i was yeah if i was just a casual fan that tunes in for the masters and the u.s open and that's about it during the year I, it would yeah, be hard to it would be real hard to, to listen to but if you're a fan and you like the 
you know, what goes on inside the ropes and the in and outs of the golfers and how they live. I mean, that's, it's good. But other than that, it's kind of like, eh, you got to yeah. be real nerdy into golf to like it. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of my, I mean, when I'm in the car, I'm, I'm listening to an audio book. Yeah. Um, that, that, um, something about the be- strangely, beginning. Strangely, I just listen to a lot of music. Beginning, middle, just, and end. I just like music too much. But music. Anyway. Mr. Music. Man. I don't know what that has to do with bank marketing. I probably not a lot. Things that I, things that people say they do that maybe they really don't. I mean, we know they listen to podcasts. They wouldn't have said something or listened to one or to know that we have it. Well, to bring it up, but I do know. Speaking of things that people ask, that um, it's banks never ask that time with the ABA. The second time they've run the campaign yeah. to remind our constituencies out there that fishing banks, that fishing is real. And that you should know when you are being fished, or at least have your antennae up, yeah, to know antenna antennas that uh, you're being fished. I don't have any antenna. Have you ever been fished? I've been to. I haven't been to a fish concert. I've, I think I've seen Trey Anastasia, formerly a fish. Formerly, when they play vacuum cleaners with harmonicas and all that weird stuff they do on stage. Yeah, uh, I like fish. It's a decent little. Nice jam band, but not. not really but you don't chains. like fishing. No, you not like fishing when someone sends you the Nigerian prince email. That's not. Is that fishing or fishing? That's just fraud. That's just fraud. Yeah, fishing it's is when, when you call you and I say, no. "Give me your social security number." That's also just fraud. Fishing generally is when there is a a bait like click webs, on this web, link. Yeah, yeah. To go to your bank and because there's been a something with your card and click this and, link and to type open it into up. this. And then when you click it in, please type your your social PIN number, your social security number, your type. card number, and we'll get we'll turn your card back on, and then they just make a fake copy of it. What do you think about just the general public's technical acumen? It's really easy to see how this happens because I mean, especially for seniors. Yeah, I mean, other than Dot Bank, there's not much you can do, and Dot Bank requires so much of the consumer to know about Dot Bank. But uh, a fraudster can just duplicate your website. There, it is. Oh, we've seen it. We've seen one where they have spoofed so our site. So incredibly easy to do. They scanned over it. Everything looked the same, other than the one eight hundred number. They changed the number because they want you to call them. Right. To get the your info. URLs barely different. A little different, you know. And uh, and they've basically masked a site to look just like yours. And and you go in like you're logging into online banking. You're like, huh? We're experiencing technical difficulties because they can't log you actually into. On, they're just it's just a form that goes straight into their database, and now they have your login and, and you, password. And if you call, we'll help you because our site's down. Yeah, I've seen those too. Like in the, so I'm you think sorry. the site's down, and you call, sorry, our site's down. Uh, give me your information, and I'll help you with that yeah, transaction. Yeah, give me the rest of it. Yeah. And they don't do anything but take your info. Yeah. Uh, so, But banks never externally call to ask you anything like that. That's part of the campaigns. We don't ask you that information. Yeah. You have to supply it. Ask them. Yes. The you here is another banker that would know that. Fraud. And protecting for fraud is such a pain in banking and in marketing and any campaign you do. How are you going to protect from? Well, because it's so difficult. I mean, like it, it, like I said, even dot bank, all the mechanisms required the consumer's knowledge. So, I mean, that's banks never ask that one. That's a, such an important campaign is because a, a bank cannot like even getting a hosting platform to take down a phishing site is difficult because they have the right to have their site. Yeah. What if they had what? I mean, like in a just way. saying take it down. I mean, you have to prove it and jump through some hoops. I've heard tell of some counter hacking, like 
you know, some groups that will hack to take down the site that's the fraudulent. What I found, and this is maybe my simpleton thought, is it's becoming harder to get into technology than it is to use technology. Well, like well, I can't tell you how many times it's like I'm trying to buy tickets on Ticketmaster or I'm trying to get a hotel room. Or well, I'm the more dependent you and, are. And yeah, and it's like getting the password or getting the two-step authentication or whatever it is, it's way harder than just using the technology to do what I want to do. Yeah, the the not just the more dependent we are as consumers of technology, but the more dependent the, the provider is because they don't have fail-safes. What I love is like when something glitches and like, you call or whatever, you go up to a like a ticket booth or whatever and like say, tickets aren't showing up, I can't transfer them or whatever, and they just don't believe it. They're like, no. Uh, Do you have the latest version of iOS? We, we checked phone? and the website's up like, yes. However, for me at this moment, this is not working. My One of my biggest peeves is when you get a ticket or something that you want to put in your Apple Wallet. Oh, and it has the add to wallet button. Well, and you hit it and it won't do it. Oh, it's it, just it, part it of the It spins image. and it won't do it. And you're like, why will you not go in the wallet? And Weirdly. And about about a third of the time it won't. And there's something I didn't do or didn't click or you have to I go bought, back. Uh, so so go, the, the two places I use that the most in the past, and both of these have dropped precipitously, are sporting events. I attend a lot of sporting events. Good meet sporting events. Or used to. And plane tickets. Plane tickets almost always work, but just every once in a while, it's like, you need a paper ticket. I'm like, why? Why? I was on a run for about two and a half years where I had it down to You're like, to Seinfeld, you went a bunch of years without getting sick. Remember that episode? Oh, yeah. He's like, I've gone this long without getting sick. Uh, then, but but like, my driver's license, the phone, the phone, that's all I've got. Everything else is packed up, you know, ready to go. Okay. So, so now, just off camera, off mic, uh, my dog just opened the door and just walked opened in. The door. But opened the door and that was closed. In. That has a round knob too, not something. I that guess could pull she on. has a um, opposing thumb now that I didn't know about. But it, but the use of technology to me, and this is what comes into banking, and I think the frustration with our apps, and we're kind of pivoting from the banks don't ask that we won't make everything simple. But they're hard to use, not in what you want to do banking-wise. They're hard to use to access. Oh, like adding the extra gates and the gateways and you've got to read through 16 disclaimers and click all these boxes. And then to get in here, is it face ID or is it your... Well, thank you, um, the regula- regulatory um, explosion post... Uh, and some apps that post get, the 90s, they'll give you the guess, balance or, you can see if you look at it, but then you have to get into it to actually do anything, which I get that. You, you need to be able to log in to... But I, I will say this is a frustration point. I have an app for my car, and my car app is harder to get in than my banking app. Oh, mine and used to And it drives be. me crazy because I'm be. like, what? what is so— how, how about this? What are you going to— How about this one? When it asks you, would you like to use Face ID? And you say, yes. And it you know, does your little face. Go back next time. Would you like to use Face ID? And it won't log you in. <laughs> car apps, the car I had before this one, the app, never worked. This one— the first, when I first bought the car, the app was, it was just useless. Like you could not get into it. It wouldn't save a password into your, your like hardware, your phone, your whatever, the key ring, keychain, whatever it's called. Face ID was a thing, but not everybody converted to it. Remember converting apps to Face ID and oh, all that? Oh, gosh. Which still isn't fully done for everybody, every bank. But um, yeah, yeah. 
And I mean, it's all it's all uh, it's all around liability. And you know, basically, what we're like, what, but somebody somewhere, and rightfully so, for the one out of a million times, what if they hack your car and turn it off while you're driving? It's and instead of building in a system that allows you to pilot your car to safe, safe, was this you? Like and hit a button in your car. It's let's just keep the one I don't like is you can turn the engine on, but when you get in, you have to hit the gas, the brake. You pedal, have to recrank it and recrank it, although it's been cranked. And it, every other time I do that, if it's cold outside, this or isn't hot, even first it, world problem. This is one percent. It's just but first world. But it's annoying. Yeah, it is. And we talk about making things simple. I've started my car and I get in and I put my seatbelt on. Well, they give you the benefit. Yeah, because I'm and then they don't running, actually give you. And the, then you put it down and then you're and then you try to put it into reverse or drive. No, sir, and the Bob. car just locks up and turns off and it's like Bing Bing. You must press the brake and start the. And I'm like, but the car was on, and I, I don't know if it's because you might have a child in it and you would be running inside and they would put it into drive and then move the car but no it's just you should touch the brake it's, or it's, somebody it's, gonna steal the car when you turn it on and it's run they're gonna hop in and steal it at that very moment that you do the remote engine like they're waiting and watching it's still they're watching and they're going josh is gonna hit that remote engine when he does i'm gonna hop in and steal that car well it's like the old um wives tale which is probably not pc anymore to say that i guess i don't know whatever they're called uh, urban legend is urban what they're legend. called now where the mall, they would cut your Achilles tendon. Oh, wait someone under, would hide with a razor blade under your car, and they would cut your leg. The car is like four inches from the ground. And they would, they would cut your leg, and then you would you would do what? You would fall over holding your leg, and they would do what? Steal your car. Because... And your your um, Hibbit flat brim. So... Chicago Bulls had. Orlando Magic. So Hibbit wouldn't necessarily be at the mall. Probably is, but... Hibbit's at the mall? Sometimes, but their major... Marketing strategy was to just be near a Walmart. Was it? There was always Hibbit Steel. Is they would track Walmart openings and they would try to be in the little side, little sidecar center, sidecar centers beside them. Yeah, like the strip malls. And so Hibbit just had a strategy of nothing but let's be close to Walmart. Is Hibbit a good store or not a good store? I it's it's kind of like the finish line, but less focus on shoes and just it's more, more like just apparel. general, just athletic. general apparel. Can you find a jersey? But some I remember, like a friend of mine bought a box, like a heavy bag at a Hibbit, yeah. and I was like, "It's random. This this thing is like the size of three conference rooms." <laughs> uh, but anyway, the the use of technology. There are just so many fraudsters that that we. I think we govern. I would. I would love to see a study. So if you've seen this or you've done it. In the halls of, of bank decision-making, how much credence, time, whatever is given to the consumer, what the consumer wants, needs, whatever, versus what the fraudster might do? I would bet it's way too close to 50-50 if not, if not balanced. I, th- I think you can overbalance to security oh, I'll tell you versus this. consumer. The the reason that I believe, and maybe this is a Johnny belief, but I believe that a lot of customers won't use mobile check deposit is because there's the delay in it going into your account, and they want their money right away. Here's this convenient thing that, that makes you wait three days, and, and here's, what, here's what... We just really want you in the brain. Here's the mistake of the mobile check deposit, for those of you that listen out there. Most people that want to cash checks... And you can look at the data in your bank are cashing them on Fridays. They get paid on Friday. Yeah. 
And they run to the bank between 4 and 5.30 and whenever they can get there on Friday, and they want to cash that check. And big executive and ops guys look at the bank and they say, how can we decrease the teller lines, especially on Fridays, for efficiencies and to get our bank moving and not have the liability and the cost of all the tellers, et cetera, et cetera. And they go, and people want oh, Friday. do a campaign to get people to do mobile check deposit. Well, if you deposit it on Friday after, say, 1 o'clock at some banks. It may be Wednesday. It's Monday. Oh. But maybe Wednesday. If it's a three-day, it could be Wednesday. Yeah. And so you're asking a consumer to do something that does not fit into their lifestyle. Selling it as a benefit. Selling it as a benefit. When to them, it's not a benefit. It's the opposite. What? Yeah, It's that's a how... detriment to them getting their money and, for the and, weekend. And here's what your ad did. Like, oh, really? That's awesome. Let me do that. I'm not going to go to the bank. Okay. Beep, boop. 5.36 p.m. I didn't have to go to the bank. I'm going to. Holy crap. I'm about to go out tonight. And I don't have any money. I don't have any money. And I don't have my money until Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. And then they turn in, you just advertised, instead of to turn somebody into a happy customer. You just made them angry. And yeah. they call your call center, which now you've created a new efficiency issue. And then, but but we disclaimed it at the bottom. But fund. it says, it, it in, says. In, four, in four point. It says funding it will be within one to three business days if it's after one o'clock on the day you do it. And, and it's and, and so you've we've created a product and we do that because you don't want the check to bounce. You want it to clear. You don't want people to open up accounts with us yep. and cash fake checks before they get busted. So then they have fraudulent withdrawals on the bank. Like there is. Well, we can't figure out the root problem. So we wind up locking the like the the weakest door we have. But we lock out the exact consumer the product should have been built for, which is the. The rapid check depositor who clogs up the bank and needs the convenience of they just wants cash anyway. Just wants cash. Or just well, wants, maybe they don't. Maybe they would use some, it. They can't get it yeah, quickly to the enough debit card. because they they're week to week yeah. on the paycheck. How many? And look, I've done this. I, why on a Saturday? I, I'll get up at five six a.m. on Saturday. But if I need to go to the bank or do something like get breakfast, let's say at a at a Denny's, at, not at Denny's. At a at a place that shuts down break, like ten thirty breakfast McDonald's. Want to go get a McMuffin? You wanted some chicken. What are the chicken minis? Chicken minis. Yeah, and I don't know when Chick Fil A shuts. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. I get there at friggin' ten twenty nine every time. I don't know. I don't care what I do. remember. The Adam Sandler movie when they. Uh, well, there's like coming to America. Didn't have that this, have the same deal or falling, or was it falling down, down, falling down, falling down. All of them have had some. He shoots up the place because it's like 15 minutes or no, it's 10. No, 10. no he wants a burger, and they won't serve him a burger. And for 10 more minutes, breakfast. for 10 more minutes, yeah, at 11 o'clock, and he shoots it up with a newsy. <laughs> and he's so casual about it, like oh, I didn't mean to do all that. That movie's. But every time you watch the movie, you kind of feel for him, even though he's an evil person. You're kind of like, wow. That's well, that's the beauty of that movie that you don't know. You feel for um, his frustrations. Robert Duvall is the cop. He's about to retire. Yeah. And uh, and retire to Lake Havasu, uh, Arizona, I guess. I think that's where that is. But, but to the idea of mobile check deposit, <laughs> it has to have. Way to bring that one back. Real time for, for it to work. For the for, full for efficiency be the, yeah. and actually be the product we advertise it to be, which we advertise the heck out of it, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of customers that use it. As good as it, it can be, as good as it can be with what we have right now, if it can't deposit the money and instantly be used in my debit card within the second I get that email back or that text back that says deposit accepted, I think it's an, it's 
I mean, if I don't, if I don't need the money for a week or something, great. But if you need it, well, we wonder why banks get a bad reputation, and it's really just kind of hawking stuff like that. Like, but why do they like Venmo so much? Because it's 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 within certain parameters, instant. It's instant and it's cheap or free. Yeah, when you use the friends to friends, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and why? Well, we've got Zelle. Okay, you do. But I mean, the problem. But you have to get inside the app to use it. Well, and the I won't say specifically with the one you named, but with the bank adopted solutions, Venmo and Cash App were out so far ahead that the people that really valued it were already gobbled up, and then you know we fell into another. But also, how many times have you? Because uh, you and I both, <laughs> we joke that if you send us something that we like on Facebook, we'll probably buy it. You know, the, the oh, if joke. you advertise it, I'm, I'm, if, and if I like, <laughs> if it's within a cost barrier that I'm comfortable with, which I guess and you've is, targeted me properly, I'm probably going to buy it. But now you go through and it has, you know, your saved card from your Apple wallet, you know, whatever. Oh, in shop, there. Not, shop, shop pay. But, but, but there's always Got the drop down. This PayPal. Yeah, I've never seen a drop down for Zelle. I've never seen a drop down. I don't think I've seen one for Venmo. But Shop I, Pay but, is. But PayPal is always on that thing, and you're just like, oh, I can click here, and it. And if you don't have, here's the beauty of the PayPal click link. If you don't have the password, it'll text you a number, and you just that's put Shop the, Pay. You put the it'll code back in. You, yeah. you, you put your email address in, and you don't I'm, have to mess I'm with it. I'm laying in bed, as I do. Facebook, like Insta- Brian Wilson. Yeah, just counting the ceiling tiles. Yeah. Drove down the late night record shot. Anyway, uh, kind of compulsive, kind of insane, kind of impulsive, kind of insane. Look, bare naked ladies lyrics. You know, I got them all day, all day. Have you uh, ever broken into an old apartment? <laughs> yeah, if I had a million dollars, I'd. Anyway, um, you eat craft dinner. Lay laying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. Ad pops up, and uh, first time I'd realized what shop as like a fedora it. hat you'd been had your eye a on fedora. For a few yes, days. that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and um, put in my email address. Like, I don't know my password. Then my phone, like a second later, went eh, eh, and it was like it had the six, five or six digit thing that was like fill it out. And I was like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> don't mind if I get my new fedora. And then you did it, and two days later. I got one. You looked like Robin Hood. Robin Hood didn't wear. He he wore a woodsman's hat. Uh, I, I don't know that anybody I, ever actually wore that kind of cat. I'm not cat. a hat guy. Yeah. He got them errors shot through it. What? Yeah, he got errors shot through it. All right. <laughs> the other things that bankers never ask. What about hats? Hats. Oh, but they wear so many. Oh. Marketers wear so many hats. But customers can't wear them when they come in the door. No, but we expect them but to. But I mean... We want you to wear all the hats. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess to follow up on some type of thing <laughs> here in our ramble, uh, if you can make your stuff simple, the funny part is that the bank that created Simple and wanted to do Simple the group, uh, it, it was just like everything else when you got to the core of it. Here's the thing, it wasn't a bank. Yeah, but they sold it to the bank. Yeah, well, no, it, it, but when they started, I mean, it, they were calling a bank, and they were like, uh, "No, you're not a. Either you're a bank or you're you're not." It was a card and an app. But I, I'm finding that all these outside groups that want to get into banking, Google this week announced they are mm-hmm. no longer pursuing. Yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, screw that." 
Uh, but it, but there's also the weird juxtaposition that as they got out of it, the post office is now announced this week that they are testing um, a small amount of locations for banking services as you go to do your postal business. Which again, this is kind of like the red box strategy. An- an- another to me. federal another federal entity involved in banking that'll be awesome. Well, so. I looked at it as two ways, uh, and the ABA came as has come out as many bankers come out strongly against it because it is encroaching on a business that's already out there that's easy to use. But much like my Redbox theory, if you've listened to this before with with Redbox, I don't know who uses the post office anymore. But I know people do because when I've gone there for the one or two times I do, I wait in line and I see it and I go, "Why are we in line at the post office?" But I guess the one percent of me having a place at work where someone can pick something up. I always see and more using people a computer. In, I always see more people in line at, at the USPS than I do at either of the private ones. Ever, maybe that's because they're more efficient or whatever. But I don't know. The other ones are faster. I'll tell you this. I mean, the really the only reason you're at FedEx or UPS at the counter is because something got messed up. Probably. Yeah, you're sending it back. Yeah, because it's so easy to do from your desk now. It is. And I know there's people that don't have desk and job and music, whatever. Like, <laughs> let's just be serious. De- the, We're the, acting the, like everyone has a desk. The desk facility. Everyone has the 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 advantage of having a desk. Desk is that FedEx will come to you. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it is kind of uh, unnerving when you're because I mean, I let's just face it. My 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 input. I I get a lot more stuff than I send. I still have struggle finding a stamp whenever it's time to find. It. Like, where do I go get a stamp? It's just weird to me, like you, that we're at this. But point. I used to keep, like, used to buy, like, rolls the of big them in book, your desk. The roll. Yeah, yeah. But so the post office is thinking about getting into the banking industry. But theirs is here's what I don't understand about it. They want to take on the the shady, as it's called by some, the check cashing industry, where they charge you uh, a huge amount of money to cash a check. Yeah. And so the the post office wants to do it, and I don't. I, what I do not know, and this is my lack of research on, it, is if they're going to do it for free, and it's just a, 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 a service, a general service that the government does and doesn't realize economics and just loses money on it, but thinks it's a good idea for citizens. Yeah, we're employing people, or if it's just a lesser fee than the high cost of check cashing outside of a banking relationship. So it's like, yeah, we'll cash a check for you for two dollars or a percent, one percent of whatever it is. I don't know, but what scares me about it is... Just another tax. Well, it I can't, is. I can't figure out where I fall out on that. One, the, the government should not be doing it is where I fall out on it. But, like, should they charge for it so it's competitive or... But if you do it free, it's just a, lo- it's just a loser. I mean, it's just the yeah, government taking I mean, another loss again. It is. And, and I mean, it, it's a... And who, are people asking for the service? I, no. I've never heard that. I've never seen a group that, that people care more about than the unbanked who have roundly said, I'm not interested in this. It's not like people are like, I, I guess it's all advertising, but it's more like, the un, why are we so worried about the unbanked? I think because we believe as an industry and the government believes that having safer money, savings, access to capital, access to your money but is way a, better than somebody with the coffee can at their house and their savings in it that rots or gets burnt or completely whatever. Completely agree. And, it's better. And let's be self-advantageous here. Like it helps the bank to hold funds so they can make money off Boy, of it. Does, but I don't think but that helps the overall economy because then if it's lent back into the economy, it grows businesses, which grows the economy, which helps pay what? Taxes. I agree, totally. But like, they don't want it. If they, I agree. And there's other things. And I don't think they're. Well, there's other things in banking that I'll get into too about that I won't mention live. But if you want to talk about it, we could about certain. Call Johnny. 
Well, there are certain areas that the government likes to ask banks to focus on when the areas they focus on don't want to bank with them. Yeah. At, for various reasons. Yeah. Uh, and some of those might be unbanked. Some of those might be they want to rent. They don't want to own a house. Like they literally just don't want to. And yeah. you're, yet you're sending them marketing materials saying mortgage, American and dream, home ownership, and being judged on your ability to market home ownership to a group that even if they can't afford it, some don't want to. Mm-hmm. And you don't know that. You don't have a little thing on your mail list that says, don't mail this guy. He's not going to ever buy a house. Or, Uninterested in. They're not interested or they, they move around. And so they're not going to take the liability of owning a house. And they don't, and the equity in it would actually be upside down for them because they would have to sell it again, whatever. So there's a bluster of frustration about the post office getting into banking service. And I think what they're going to find is it's a lot harder than you think. I think they're going to find out that the, I think it's ripe for fraud, absolutely ripe for fraud because they're, they're not prepared for what banks have prepared for years to do. And, and what they've been fined if they didn't do well and regulated on. And, you know, yeah, what's next? The DMV doing banking services? I hope not. I mean, the DMV, look, and I don't have anything against anybody that works there or anything like that, but it's probably the most inefficient government service that is still around that de- that could absolutely tomorrow could disappear, be done all digitally or through some other means and be done with. Yeah. But yet we still go down there and sit in the, the classroom style room and wait for our turn to go up there and get our picture updated every so many years. When But yet you the can do a passport I, with a LOA. The only thing I will, I will say negative, yeah, but you still have to go to the USPS to do it. Yeah. Here's, and, here's, and to the Bobby, our producer's point is you can, they have updated some things from like to like 1998 technology yeah. where you can mail something in. If you're, if you're way before your date, you can yeah. mail some stuff in and get a new. Well, the thing, the only new license. I just kind of know what's going to happen at the DMV um, is, but the the thing I don't like is with ours in particular is you never know when it's open. They just change the hours. Well, try to find it. Yeah, ours moves move around it. like they'll every other it. year. It's like at a new location, like a shell game. And so uh, I'm trying, but but anyway, to to the post office getting into banking, don't think it's a good idea. Here's what would make me think it was a good idea is if some of the services they offered that banks have to have regulatory liability for doing if the Postal Service did those and decreased the liability and the compliance burden on banks by doing them. But I, I doubt that's going to happen. I complete. I, I think it'll be the opposite. They'll expect banks to do more. But if, if the government wants to compete with banks, I wish they would compete in the areas they're asking banks to do more in out of doing good versus doing well. But, you know, that's just... I think they'd say, well, that's just the banks want to be advantageous. Well, yeah, but you're getting into our business. And, um, you know, non-banking entities are, have tried to encroach into that, you know, plenty. So we have to market now against the government? Will that be the, the next thing that banks will do? In, in the, is there going to be... Well, if you're in agricultural lending, you already do. In the next, in the next three years at some marketing conference, ABA marketing conference, are we going to go and there's going to be a session that's like how to market against the government? Uh, I've... I can't remember what, it might not be worded that I've, way. I've but. been so. Some of you may know I used to be in the printing industry, and I've been in that session w- because the USPS was going. to They got start, into direct mail. Yeah, and and printing, just printing. Yeah. So it's going to be like a Kinkos. Obviously, it didn't. I mean, that's the other thing about it. To all the naysayers, just let them try it. It will fail. And or, it, but here's the other thing: the the dirty little secret is that we just talked about with what? with yeah the secret best is. kept secret. 
is that we talked about mobile check deposit. It may get a lot of those people out of your branches. Oh, yeah, because they have a... Because they're not going to want it. Because they, can they may not the, be customers. And anyway. they can go to the postal service and cash that check that they were cashing on you when they wouldn't and use your mobile them. service. And all of a sudden, you become more efficient by the government getting into the area of the, the very area of your bank that you're trying to make efficient. That could be the dirty little Mr. Mr. Silver, Mr. Silver Lining, you're never, you're never the rose-colored glasses guy. Um, it could work out. Could work out. Could work out. Could. Not that banks necessarily want to lose customers for yeah. that, but it could be one of those where you're like, look up and you're like, hey, everybody's going to the post office. We can uh, go more digital and focus on other things. Yeah. yeah, that are interested in that stuff. So, that being said, we'll wrap this session up with Bankers Never Ask That. Check out the campaign if you're a listener and see if your bank is interested in co-oping some of the marketing as it's going strong right now to keep the fraud fishing, vishing, and spicing down. Spicing. Yeah, spicing. Slashing. Slashing and bashing. Crashing. No one do that. Also, mobile check deposit. Can't fix it yet, but if you can, to make do it quick it. and easy and immediate, do it. And also, uh, check out what the Postal Service is trying to do to get involved in the ABAs, or the ABAs, well, they do represent the banks, in the bank's area of work and economy of what we do. So, uh, anyway, there may be a silver lining in it. There may not be. I know it, it, on the front end, it doesn't look something that would be liked by the, uh, the old banking industry out there. So, anyway... All that being said, we hope you've enjoyed episode 100 of the Marketing Money Podcast. I'm John Oxford, and I'm Josh Mabeth. We'll see you next time, or talk to you next time. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.